What up, Scouts? Welcome back to the Career Speaks podcast. Today, I've got one of Sacramento's most active dance pioneers. He is a DJ, MC, dance director of the Great House of Dance, but also a host of World of Dance. So go ahead if you appreciate these life lessons from diverse professionals from different careers. Like, share, subscribe to the channel. We both really appreciate that. Brandon, quote unquote, nobody, Great House. Thank you so much for joining me today. What is popping, Kez? Man, definitely a lot to get into, and I'm pretty excited today. But we'll we'll uh, dial it back today. We'll dial it back, and you know your dance experience is unparalleled, and your dance wisdom exceeds far beyond your your dance dancing. You've taught so many local prodigies in Sacramento, raised in Sacramento. But talk about the younger Brandon Greathouse, well before you became quote unquote nobody. Um, before I was nobody, I used to go by the name of Lockdown, wah, wah, wah. and I used to travel and do performances like rapping and dancing, and it's pretty dope because I started off as just that kid that saw a breaking move and was like, I want to do that, and I yeah. just started training. I wasn't really training at the time. I just started doing it yeah. because there was, there was no facilities to train in, or at least not ones that I knew of. And we just saw it and tried it because there was no place teaching you how to break. So it was go time. And yeah. we put in the work, got all scraped up and bruised up mm -hmm. and learned what we want, needed to learn or wanted to learn and moved on from there. Yeah. So what was that like? Were, you know, getting into dance at an early age or when you were younger, were you part of a, did you find friends to, to join that community or were you more of that solo um, actually, there was a guy that, um, after I saw that first move with the Hawaiian Posse, dude came, hit a swipe 90, and it was fire, started working. I couldn't do that, so I was doing Russian kicks, dolphin dives, and a couple other, like, small moves, and I saw this guy, um, these two kids came from elementary school across the street to Real Tierra Junior High and was like, hey, you guys break? And me and my homies were like, Yeah. And they started doing windmills and crickets and all kind of gyros and they just destroyed us. And we looked at each other and was like, never again. <laughs> and those two kids was Marcus and Tony, like B-Boy Marks was, was the go. man. He's still the man, like yep. flexible flag came out and he's been traveling the world doing his thing. And then he's locally still here. He talked for a long time, right. but him, do, him smoking us very badly <laughs> in the seventh grade was the the defining moment that really pushed me into going like full out because he did some moves i've never seen before yeah yeah and then it pushed me into that culture to where i gotta be a part of this so dang seventh grade i think back to to my own middle school experience and that's kind of when i started getting exposed to dance too so it was just you know awesome to hear that you're just a you're just a kid wanted to learn breaking and then you get exposed or you get experience from other kids during the, during that time. And, you know, you kind of just vibed from there and that's how it really got going. But that's crazy to think that we, you know, started similarly around the same age, at least getting exposed to dance when you were younger. But I mean, what was that story like when getting into getting your name in nobody? Um, the name nobody came from, Training with Joe Larat, um, we had started a group called Press Play. We were running that for a couple of years. Yep. And 
we were talking about Bruce Lee's theory of minimizing the time between thought and action. So going through that whole conversation and that mm -hmm. whole like philosophy, yeah, he hit me up and I, and I had just watched a movie called I Am Nobody. Shout out to Chris Smith for getting, letting me watch this movie. And I was like, dude, I want to know my body to where mm -hmm. it reacts to the music. Yep. Like right when I hear it, not like punch uh, or wave. Uh. I want to be like wave. And as soon as I hear that sound, it reacts. And I, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to call myself nobody. <laughs> and I and I was laughing at just the N-O-B-O-D-Y. Yeah, yeah. And, he was, and Joe was like, no. He wrote it down. <laughs> nobody. And I was like, Whoa! Damn. So, and it's, it, it was my dance mission. Yep. And it was like one of those life journeys mm -hmm. that'll probably never be fulfilled, but it's it's the goal that keeps me training and keeps me mm -hmm. learning how to move different. So I like that, right? The the name, you know, on the surface when you hear it, sounds like and you're just you're nobody dancing, really? Like nobody, not somebody, but you know, when you talk about yeah. the origin of the name of really knowing yourself in dance. You know, not just maybe yeah. the moves, but when we when we talk about hip hop culture, but when we talk about all styles and everything like that, knowing where moves come from knowing the history but also knowing just knowing yourself as a dancer is really important right because maybe nowadays in, in modern in, or how people perceive dance maybe culture history knowing yourself body textures all of that is not really first nature right people just see and want to get into what's cool or what what really looks nice on tv or on social media but i love how your name and what you embody right is really knowing yourself as a dancer and that's just super important that right and you reflect yeah. it in your dance and that's what's most important right yeah the the hard part was for me was not getting caught up in the hype yeah. and realizing people need more than just the hyped up stuff yeah. like yeah you can give somebody a bunch of cool moves but when they run into a real battle and get smoked those <laughs> cool moves don't help you or <laughs> your confidence may be boosted while somebody's hyping you up. But the reality is you still got a lot of training to do and you're not there yet. Mm. And when that glass breaks, everything crumbles with it. So yeah. I, I really wanted to take that un understanding and give it to as many people as I could so that they can have something to stand on that really changes their, their outlook on life and movement. Definitely. So, I mean, you talked about it yourself, just being able to share that knowledge is super important to you. And getting into that, you've you've been a part of the Sacramento dance scene for, I mean, teaching hip hop, all styles for like 20 years now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it about around that time? Uh, I've been dancing for about 27 years, teaching for 17. Dang, so, so I'm well off. That's way crazy. Off. <laughs> when you think about it, I've been teaching for 17 years, bro. That's yeah. crazy. Time flies, time flies for sure. But I mean, you've seen dancers come yeah. and go in and out of SAC, right? Pursuing dance aspirations across, I mean, basically the entire world. So what have you learned about your impact leading your own dance studio and your own crews as opposed to taking your own skill set and being a solo professional? Um, I learned that the impact is is way more than physical mm -hmm. like the physical aspect is a part 
but the mental aspect of building people up and getting them to see their worth and their value has lifelong, like, lifelong last, like, I don't even understand how to say it. It lasts a lifetime. Yeah. Because what they do with that confidence and with that understanding of who they are takes them way beyond where they would have went as a shy person or mm. somebody who doesn't really believe in themselves or has no like real confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe through movement, I teach people confidence. I teach them to believe in themselves. I teach them to have the work ethic. If you don't believe in yourself, it's hard to work hard for anything. So once hey. you start believing in yourself, there you, you can go. work hard on anything because you know that you can achieve the goal that you're trying to get out of it. Definitely. I mean, that's rooted in not just in teaching, right? But just building people up as, as human beings. And then, like you said, you don't, it's, it transcends far beyond just the physical dance moves. It, it's more than just knowing how to pick up choreography yeah. or knowing your foundations. You want people to be confident. And that's, that's one of the foundations of dance itself. Yeah. No matter what the style is, if you don't have confidence, then yeah. going into a battle, going into a competition, you know, just showing up, it's, it's going to be hard. But like you said, confidence is the start of really dance itself, right? Yep. It's, it's just movement at the end of the day. And then yeah. moving with confidence can change this into <laughs> like a wall. There you go. Yeah. Just the different level of confidence behind it. So it makes it, this is not a cool move. <laughs> you do with confidence, people will believe it. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you when we think about dance, just you know, when we, what, what we see on TikTok or maybe Instagram or social media in general, right? How do you how do you perceive where dance is going nowadays to where you wish it was taking the direction that you feel like it should take? Uh, honestly, I think they're having a lot more fun with it. Yeah. At first, I'm like, you work hard. <laughs> At first, I'm yeah. like, you need to work hard and get these these mm. technique. But then I realized when I first started dancing, it was fun. Mm. And it, it was just the stuff that I like doing was harder because I like the physical challenge. There you go. The yeah, technical yeah. challenge was also dope. But you don't have to be technically hard to be dope. Wow. I've seen some people like that have a ridiculous groove. Yeah. You don't have to be hella hard to be fire. Like, yo, mm. that groove is dope. The more you get into it, the more dope it gets. And also, when you first start off dancing, you don't want to start off doing the hardest thing in the world because it's going to make you not want to dance. Yeah. You got to start somewhere, fall That's in true. love with it. And then from there, you, you get your, your body prepared to mm. go into harder levels of what you love. Yeah. yeah. So, I liked how you mentioned that maybe at first, right you don't want to get exposed to the the difficult moves or the difficult terminology or the foundations because right maybe it just scares you away and you can't really find that joy for for dance at first so how did you or how do you approach your students or how do you approach teaching others to find that love for dance when you know media when social media and when you see competitions or these well-known dancers they're just they're good at everything how do you teach people at a at an early age or just any student that love for dance itself? Um, through the culture. Like there you go. one thing that I noticed is hip hop is a culture yep. that's way bigger than just the dance. 
So go. if they see a jam that has a DJ, a live MC, uh, somebody's on the instruments and the B-boys are getting down and the crowd is going yeah. back, being in that culture mm, I will like make that. you fall in love with it and want to do a part of it. It doesn't even have to be dance. Yeah. But if there's no culture and all they see is people getting lights for dancing, they're like, I want to do this dance because that's all I know. Yeah. So my goal with this new studio that I'm in in SAC is to bring the yeah, culture. Yeah. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can do on my side. I can do a lot. I yeah. can't do everything. So I still need other people to come through and jump in and like be a part of the culture. Like there's yeah, a yeah, house yeah. dance culture, there's a popping culture, there's right. a locking culture, there's a house yeah. culture. But originally, all of it was one culture. Mm. So I'm trying to get back to that one cypher wow. where everybody's just getting down. The graffiti side is definitely missing. So if you know some artists that like doing graffiti, tell them to come <laughs> holler at me. <laughs> For sure. I mean, at the end of it, like you said, right, it comes down to community. And I think that a lot of maybe dancers or artists, right, they they get into the arts because of the community, whether that's you know, community when they were getting into art or when they were getting into dance at a younger age. You talked about hip hop, emceeing and DJing, right? If you're just DJing with no one in the room and there's there's no community or there's no network, right? It gets hard to to prolong that or to keep that love for dance or that love for, for DJing or emceeing without that community, right? And with the community comes the culture, yeah. learning from one another, sharing that cypher space. Like you said, it's it's in those raw moments of community where we really find our, our love for dance. Because if you dance on your own, I mean, if that's how you roll and you're just a, a solo artist or a solo dancer and you don't really engage in that community or that culture, I mean, who knows how long you'll last, right? It, it really comes down to sharing that knowledge, Real. finding the people that, you, that will support you. Like you said, you have all these different connections in trying to build up your studio in Sacramento, but right, you're still missing aspects of maybe graffiti or maybe missing aspects of, different elements of just dance in general that you want to bring into your studio so that you can uplift the culture. Because I feel like it's so easy to, to lose the culture nowadays and forget about the culture because you just want to focus on, like you said, the hype or whatever's popular. But at the end of it, that yeah. dance is much more than that. Like you said, dance is much more than that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll say <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, going back into into your experiences and, you know, your, your creativity, right? Creativity of dancers ranging from all styles, if we, we talked a little bit about that has changed so much over, over the decades, right? When you first think about the origins of hip hop to where, you know, dances nowadays in media, even your specific skill set has changed over time, right? Gaining all these knowledge, gaining all these foundations, learning from professionals alongside professionals across the world talk about what the grind is like at the to reach the highest level of you know maybe not just hip-hop dance but just talk about the grind and what type of hunger that that you need to take dance to the next level i feel like the grind is really about who you know mm. who you kick it with like <laughs> you can make it a training grind where you just all day yeah yeah, yeah. And it just that is dope, but it's not really community. That means you're paying a lot of dollars to get a lot of knowledge from people wow. that's really 
in a relationship with you. So like, yeah, yeah. I just did um, Seach's podcast and Seach is like the big homie. Mm. And he filled me in on a whole lot of knowledge that I didn't know about with there mind tricks and Jedi and all these names that were the grandfathers to the style that we're doing or the great grandfathers wow. to the style that we're doing now. So it's like, bruh, like <laughs> I grew up in this style and I, realize that there's so much more to learn mm. because i have like this this connection so yeah i hit seat you, or seat hit me up and and i'm like i'm it's honored for me to get down because i know who you are yeah i've studied i've taken your class but i want to know who you are and he was like this is my way of getting to know people and i was mm. like that's how i got most of the knowledge like all the popping stuff I yeah went and hung out with ogs and they showed me stuff like, yeah, 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 I'm just picking it. Like before, you couldn't learn. Like they wasn't teaching a class. You had to be around them kicking it, <laughs> just hanging out, and they just give you knowledge. Like here, right? Work on this, man. That ain't, that ain't how you do it. It's like this, and they show you what it is. Uh huh. So um, I had said it on the the before, but um, yeah, the most knowledge that I got about from dance didn't come in the dance room. It <laughs> came at three o'clock in the morning playing Halo with Joe. Wow, like, there you go. Like we play Halo until the sun came up after rehearsing. And while we're playing, I'm like, why don't y'all do this? He's just like, Oh, we did this because this is minimizing the time between thought and action. Why mm. why was this? Oh, this was the opposite yin and yang. So if you go really slow and really fast, it makes your fast look faster. Oh word. Wow. He just was dropping gems and I'm playing Halo like this with a with an iPhone tablet. <laughs> so and that knowledge didn't translate into my body until years later. Mm. Like not even, not years, but maybe like two years after I got the knowledge, my body finally caught up to my understanding. But it takes time. It takes so much yes. time. So, and I, I danced every day, which yeah. kind of helps, but there's still a level of control. Yeah. Like when I was in Boogie Monsters for six months before I was able to get an understanding of how to move like Phil. Mm. which ridiculous like feels on a whole different level Joe's <laughs> on a whole different level like they 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 up there like yeah yeah the, their level of choreography was i didn't understand i came mm. from the popping breaking b-boy world so getting that timing and dancing without like being super stiff and just kind of mm. relaxing through the movement didn't yeah, make yeah. any sense to me at the time mm-hmm. six months later i finally get one and i'm like oh I just had to relax. Why is somebody <laughs> coming to relax? But that's that uh, part of learning to where once you get yeah. the understanding, it opens everything. And then I started realizing, oh, I can use this when I'm dancing. I don't have to be so tired when I'm popping. Or I don't mm. have to be so tired when I'm breaking. I can just relax and move. And then the, it gets, it goes as deep as you're willing to take it. Crazy. I mean, when I asked the question, right, I was thinking about, yeah, what kind of mindset do you need to grind it out to, to get to the highest level of dance that, that your body will allow you, or at least the, the goals that you have for yourself in? You know, maybe a lot of us think about physical classes. We got to take all the classes. We got to learn all the choreography. We got to learn all the foundations in order to, to, to get where we want to be. But I loved how you mentioned it's that. Maybe that's half of it, but a lot of it comes down to who do you know? Who are you hanging out with? Who is your, who's your community or what community are you part of and who are you learning from? 
because you can take a bunch of classes, right? You can take 30 classes a week. You can take 50 classes a week. But sometimes it really just takes talking to that one choreographer or that one pioneer or that one dancer that's really going to give you a different perspective on how you should take dance, right? And that grind is, it really is all about finding the right people to dance with and learning from the right people. Because yep. you know, like you said, your, your most valuable moments or the, the, the moments that you remember the most of your training, maybe it's not the individual classes. It's maybe playing Halo and talking to your boys and really gaining and shifting that perspective of how can I challenge myself in dance or how can I see dance in a different way that's going to take me to the next level, right? And it's not a dance class that where you learn that, right? It was playing Halo, it was playing video games. And that's, that's yeah. just a crazy story to hear because that's not something you think about often, right? When you think about trying to maybe dance in parts in Los Angeles, right? Or parts in Chicago and New York, you know, sometimes it really is about the grind, but I mean, a lot of that too is getting to know the right people and learning from the right people and trying to pick their brain, like you said, but I mean, it's, it does take time. Like you said, it's not something that you can pick up at first. It's not something that you have to, to really just, or it's not something that you could just take with you and apply it immediately in the next class or in the next battle or in the next competition, right? It's something that you have to think about and really train your body to do and let your mind be open to that. But I mean, talk about what that, you know, grinding yourself and even the grind that you're going through now in terms of building up your studio, building yourself as a dancer, where do you, where do you see yourself taking that with all your current skill set, with all your current experience and building up the studio? What do you hope for yourself in the future? Um, right now, I hope that I am able to give more people opportunities to one, grow, to make money, uh, three, mm. like have a real community that's like, yo, like, this is where hip hop lives in sack. Like, wow. yo, because right now, where can you go to dance? Like, really dance, not go get drunk and just wild out for a second to yeah, like yeah, some yeah. pop songs, but really dance. Um, and I couldn't say there was a spot. <laughs> so instead of like complaining about there's no spot for us to get down, make a spot. And if mm. people come get down, they come get down. If they don't, that's on them, but the community <laughs> is here. Yeah. So, um for me it's i've had a good run and i've enjoyed a lot of the stuff that i did i'm not done dancing i always love dancing is in my yep. heart i'm always dance but i also love music i love making music I exactly. love traveling i love performing and i want to just play with uh the other aspects of my art yep and what how do you dance if there's no music there you go so I'm going back to the core so that I can come back to to where I'm at now. So mm -hmm. I'm going to the source, which is the music. So what one thing I always really appreciate about your art was that you didn't just stick with dance, right? You make music, you produce music, like you said, you DJ, you MC, and all these different aspects about hip hop or your styles or your your love for the arts, they're all connected. And that's what's super, super dope about your, like you as a person, but you as a, as an artist is that you, you're finding a way to, to mix everything together and to really allow different parts of your personality or different parts of your interests feed into one another. So 
mm-hmm. would you say to to other dancers that you know maybe they're new to dance maybe they're trying to get into foundations what would you say is a good starting point into really knowing their passions when it comes to the arts um try everything there you go and do whatever you love like <laughs> try it all and just keep doing the stuff that, that you love because everybody told me you need to focus on one thing and i was like no why because <laughs> i love all these things and they all go together like without without a producer or somebody creating music you have nothing to dance to uh without a dj playing it people don't know about it mm. With, without dancers getting down people don't know about the dope music that the dj has to play <laughs> so it's like they all feed right back into each other so it's yep. like it's to me it's one thing to everybody mm. else it's like these separate subgenres, and i'm like nah it's wow. all the same so i am focusing on one thing yeah and it's the music because when i dance i am the visual interpretation of what you hear audibly that is my goal as a dancer yep. without the music what are we doing and i have to create music because most of the music i'm dancing to i don't really like Mm. Well, some of it I really like, but it's getting harder and harder by the day to find music that I like. So it's instead of complaining about not being able to find it, just make it. Mm. That's good, so, right? When you said you put it perfectly, right? To other people, it may seem like I'm doing so many different things. I'm DJing, I'm making music, I'm being an artist at the same time, I'm being a dancer. But to you, right? If I'm trying to excel at all these different, excel in dancing and wanting to preserve the culture and wanting to keep keep my style and keep my passions alive, then I got to find a way to mix everything together. And I got to make it into blending into this one, not just passion, but into this one art form, or at least preserving it into this one art form so that I can maintain myself mentally, physically, artistically in all these different spaces. And you know, and this idea of layers financially too, right? Because maybe that grind as a dancer is very, maybe it's difficult, right? Just trying to, to make it into the industry, right? And we'll, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that next. But I mean, by adding in the, all these different skill sets and all these different passions, you're finding different avenues to share your craft, right? Because now you can share it, traveling the world at all these different places, all the, in these different countries by not just dancing, and performing but you can dj for them right you can dj at these different venues you can be a speaker and mc at all these different venues and because that you tapped into your your artistic side and wanting to get better at dancing but wanting to get better at music and wanting to get better at producing it wanting to get better at speaking you open up more avenues for yourself and then one thing leads to another and that's one thing that i've always appreciated about your journey and be able to follow you for all these years is that you found a way to to make it in every single part of your passions and, but really just doing what you love and finding a way to, to take that to the next level, right? Traveling, doing it across the world. And that's something that's super dope. But I mean, I'm just thinking about locally now, you know, dance scenes look a lot different depending on where you dance, right? If you dance yes. in SAC, <laughs> it's different from how you dance maybe in the, in the Bay area or in different parts of the Bay compared to different parts in Los Angeles, or at least, southern california so then when i think about industry dance at least in california's area a lot of people think los angeles or a lot of people think southern california and that's where i mean a lot of your past students right moved down to southern california trying to 
to make in different areas, right? <laughs> but talk about what that's like seeing coming from SEC, being up in Northern California. Talk about what that's like seeing your own students or maybe just a lot of your, your colleagues and your, 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 your students or your dancers and people that you've got down with. Talk about what that's like seeing them go across into different spaces. Honestly, it's, I say this because <laughs> their value is what makes LA valuable. Mm. It's not like LA is so valuable, I need to be there. No, you taking your value to LA is what makes LA valuable. Wow. So a good example is yeah. Keita the Great going viral <laughs> from his kitchen multiple times a week. Like I'm gonna go viral <laughs> like four days a week by just posting in my kitchen. Is the value from LA or is it because he's the valuable person mm. or what he's doing is valuable? Now, if he takes that to LA and he moves to LA, that value is now in LA. So more people go to LA because that's where the value is. It's no longer, it used to be you had to go to LA because that's where all the jobs and the work was. When the mm. internet came out, that's broken. It's not there anymore. It's still there, but it doesn't have to look like what it used to look like 400 people in an audition when they already picked the person that they're going to put on. Like the reality is like, yo, you show up to an audition, Choreographer already know, has his homies lined up. They already got it picked. You're there for the opportunity to be seen and make a relationship. Mm. They already picked who they're going to pick. And if you do kill it, like, out of the, like, ridiculousness, and they're like, crap, we'll pick him up too. You got lucky. It's not that easy. So just the value is wherever you put the value. Mm hmm like KRS once said, we give everything in our life value. Like a dollar bill is a piece of paper. It's not valuable until we believe it's valuable. So if we believe our city says it's valuable, then it's valuable. That's that's a great way to look at it when it comes to to your own journey as dancer. For everyone listening, right? If you're you're a dancer, you're getting into dance and you're thinking about well, where where should I dance? Where should I put my time? Where should I put my money? And I mean, Brandon said it great, right? You have to think about, well, focus on yourself first. Know that you have value as a dancer, right? As a person. And if you yourself have value, where are you going to put that value into? And you don't necessarily always need to see it as, well, I need to take myself and then make myself valuable in the spaces. Maybe it's across the world. Maybe it's down in California or wherever, whatever state that you're a part of, right? try shifting the paradigm and try thinking about it as, well, I have a lot of value, right? I have a lot of passion. I have a lot of grit. I've got a lot to offer. Well, why don't, let, why don't I build that up first and then figure out, well, who's going to help me take that to the next level? And maybe that's locally, maybe that's in your community, but it really does come down to it. Like you said, B, it really comes down to, well, where are you going to find that value, right? Are you going to find it in other people? Or are you going to find it in validation from other people and they're going to say like yeah you got it i'm going to invest in you or or are you going to start with that in yourself first and then find mm. people along the way that are going mm. to say yep we can do this together we can do it here right and i think that's something that's really important to, well, to think that was about. the essence of a crew like when you really mm. originally got into a crew these were your homies and you loved them regardless of what skill level they were at and you guys built together 
to get you guys to that highest level. Now it's like we see who's dope on the internet. We just uh, we got a battle on Friday. So you, 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 you guys want to battle? You're the best in the scene. So let's make a super crew. And now anybody we battle, we just dominate because no one can compete against us. We're already the best. Mm. And y'all don't like each other. Y'all ain't friends. Y'all don't even care about each other. You just <laughs> want to get this quick dollar. And, yeah. and then y'all go back to hating each other. What? That's, it is what it is. Yeah. The paradigm shift would be everybody going back to building up the people that are closest to them mm. and making them valuable. Like, yo, like you could tell a real crew from a, a super crew. Not the the super the B one yeah. super crew. They're actually a real crew. What I'm yeah. saying, like a, a a crew that's put together, you can tell when that chemistry hits. You can tell that when they're in that that moment to where they're like, oh man, we ain't we ain't doing so hot. They'll come together and excel versus we ain't doing good. It's your fault. It's your fault. Mm. It just crumbles or fighting each other and fall apart. So put look at the people around you. Figure out where they're most valuable. And then start cultivating that, like build yeah. that up, make that dope. Because, like, I had some students that I thought were like, just I was talking about one today. Her name was Bruna. She was on our team. She was on the same classes as everybody else on Cool Crush. She was one of the quiet ones that stayed in the back. She executed the choreography, but she just never talked. And we were thinking her value was like, oh, she does choreography good. I remember after about two years of being on the team, we did a competition. And at the end of the competition, we're sitting out by the cars and she starts singing and everybody in the room was like, what is that? Like, when did you start singing? She's like, I've always sung. I just, why are you so quiet about it? <laughs> she, her voice was amazing. Mm. And we're like, yo, we didn't even know because we didn't invest the time into seeing what her value was or where her gifts were. So it's like, if we'd have known that, how many songs could we have created and danced to for the crew? Like we had in-house dope singer, didn't yeah. even know it. So it's like, there might not even be like, your dance crew might be, this dude must might be good with numbers and books and, and making like business deals that could take your whole crew to a whole nother level just mm -hmm. because the dude that you rocking with was not the best b-boy, or the best popper or the best locker, but he can handle the books and he knows how to talk business. That separates your crew from a lot of people because now you have that one guy who believes in everybody in the crew and y'all believe in him, y'all out of here. So the value is bigger than just the movement. Mm, that's the quote right there. The value is bigger than the movement. And I mean, honestly, like when you think about it too, right, there's so many factors into why people make their decisions right and where they take their value to and there's a lot that goes into that money right family situations and that's all understandable too but i mean it's also the flip side as well right don't forget about knowing the value in yourself finding the people that you love to hang out with or for the people that believe in your mission or the people that believe in your work and learning how to do that together right and you don't always need to have the same style you don't always need to think the same way right i think one thing i always thought about is what whatever group you're a part of and this doesn't even go for dance this goes for anything in life whatever group that you're part of maybe you don't always see eye to eye but they're going to give you a different perspective or a different skill set that as long as you know how to take that skill or take those moments of learning 
and let that feed into your craft and let that feed into the synergy of your group, then it's going to take you to a whole nother level. Like you said, B, I mean, because they got skills that you want to learn from and they got opportunities and they have their own connections and their own network that you want to be a part of. And that's how you really start to grow, not just a crew. Maybe that's how you grow a studio. Maybe that's how you grow a project, right? And whatever that is, it really comes down to finding the value in the people around you and knowing that you have value yourself and trying to cultivate that, trying to uplift that, like you said, but I mean, that's all, it's all great stuff right there. Brandon, we, we've talked so much about your, your early journey into dance when you were back in seventh grade, but we've also (laughs) talked about your, your, your passion for using all your different interests across hip hop, across dance, across music, and learning how to make that into something beautiful in your own studio, but also trying to uplift other people that you've come in contact with. But we've also talked about so much in terms of where do we take our value when it comes to dance? Where, where do we take our value when it comes to the arts? And it really comes down to knowing that value in yourself and making that into something wherever you're at, doesn't, you don't have to move to find, your, to find your value. You can find your value wherever you're at. So, I mean, I just want to say for everyone listening, think about your own journey in dance. Think about where you are currently. Know that you have value. Know that you have something to offer always. Mm. And know that there are people alongside you that maybe they have skills too. They just don't know it yet. And it's up to you to really have that confidence in yourself give that confidence to other people and really grow something beautiful together. So keep that in mind, everyone. B, thank you so much for sharing today. Always oh, dance. Thank you. No. <laughs> it was, it was, hey. it was fun. But for everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in. Right. Check the episode. Like I said, like, share, subscribe. We'll put all Brandon's handles in the, in the description. So check his out, his work, all his music. We'll put that on there right below, but, Until the next time, B, we'll talk again. Dope. All right, peace.